Welcome to The Edge Podcast with your host, Chris Ellers. Hi, I'm Chris Ellers, lifestyle editor for Edge Media Network and proudly your host of the brand new Edge Podcast. Welcome to our very first episode. I'm thrilled you're with us, and I'm even more thrilled to introduce our first guest, Jordan Samuel Pachitti, founder and CEO of Jordan Samuel Skin. Jordan, welcome. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> Good. Well, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on as uh, my first guest is that you have this incredible story of moving from one career to another, succeeding in both. Um, you, you know, I'll let you tell the story, but um, you just, you're, uh, you know, gay owned business. And that is something that we sh should always be supporting and, uh, you know, applauding your success story. So just give us um, some background as to how you went from the world of dance to the world of skincare. Absolutely. So yes, my entire childhood slash young adulthood into adulthood was spent in the ballet studio. I started dancing when I was 10. I moved away from home when I was 15 to train in Manhattan at the School of American Ballet and simultaneously lived in a dorm and went to high school. Uh, and then got my first professional ballet job at 18. Uh, I moved to Seattle and danced with the Pacific Northwest Ballet for 11 years. Uh, and through that, and I always was into the beauty industry. Looking back, I, of course, didn't know what it meant outside of I liked hair products. I liked fragrance. I liked skincare products. And I dabbled in it, not knowing it was going to lead to another career. But you do enter the ballet profession knowing it's going to be a short life. Obviously, your body can't do that forever. Um, I had two injuries. Uh, I broke my right, or I broke whatever. I broke one of my feet uh, and, and sprained my ankle very badly. Uh, came back from that and rehabbed, and then less than two years later, broke and sprained the other foot and ankle. Um, and then I had a myriad of other injuries as well. But that said, the first time around, I used it to just relax. I had been going hard in the ballet world. My body needed a break. I was still seeming, I'm still very young, but I was at the time seemingly very young, still in the ballet world. Second time, I didn't see the writing on the wall. I wasn't being pushed out, but it was frustrating to, you know, be down and out and sitting at home and not doing anything purposeful and having a rehab. And so that was when I looked into what a possible second career, second life would be for me after ballet. And I knew it was, had to be something in beauty. And so through that time, I dabbled in fragrance. I um, shadowed my friend, Lorraine Massey, who has her own salon and she took me under her wing. I thought I was going to go into hair and everything was great and fun and I enjoyed it, but it didn't stick like skin did. And uh, then I decided I was going to go into skincare. I was going to get my aesthetics license. And almost right after retiring, I retired in June 2010 from the ballet. And in August 2010, I was already in aesthetic school. Uh, with the goal eventually to come out with a product line, it happened much sooner than I thought it would. But uh, the first thing was to get my hands on skin, learn about skin, see as many faces as I possibly can, understand if I am going to build products, why, for who, how they're going to be used, et cetera. Um, 
And then now I have the brand, Jordan Samuel Skin. And we've been in business since October for 10 years, which is crazy. That's um, it, yeah. But that so, is that's the story in the nutshell. We uh yes, I wanted to point out your 10-year anniversary and say congratulations. It's such, I mean, you know, skincare brands come and go. It's really hard to break through with all of the options that are out there, all of the brands, you know, I was thinking of one last night. I'm like, whatever happened to, you know, so-and-so. Um, but not only have you sort of thrived in two industries that are notoriously difficult to break through in, to become professional, you know, um, professionals at, but one of the interesting things about Jordan Samuel skin is that you, um, your brand was really still climbing as the pandemic hit. And I remember doing an interview with you that was never published uh, in March of 2020. And um, at that time, you were living in Seattle, which was then the epicenter of the COVID outbreak. And then you moved to New York City, which was then the second COVID epicenter. (laughs) And all this time, you moved with your husband, um, Ben. And all of this time, your brand is growing, 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 you're, you know, thriving. So talk a little bit about how you not only got your brand to the highest place it's ever been, at least from my outsider's perspective, you did all that during a pandemic and you did it with your CMO, who is also your husband, who you also live with, which adds a totally different dynamic to the business that you've created. Yes. So also I will talk a little bit about the move too, because it's it is actually less crazy than it sounds going from <laughs> one letter to the other. <laughs> I promise. Um, but yes, so our brand has always been, I feel the little engine that could. We didn't take on, we still haven't taken on any outside investment. It's been all myself, and my husband. Um and credit cards, you know, line of credit, et cetera, but no outside investment. And we just little by little, one product at a time, I started by calling labs and saying, I want to work with you, but your minimums are too high. I promise I have a good story. I have a good product idea. It will be something. I just don't have the backing right now. One lab took me on and said, yes, and we're still with them today. Uh, and so just sort of through the years, it was little by little. I had my facial studio. And so I would mainly sell the products to my facial clients and word of mouth. There was a little bit online. And then we just slowly started step by step, one foot in front of the other. I still do that to this day. But uh, in 2017 was really sort of a when the brand really took off. Uh, Caroline Hirons, a big British beauty blogger, started noticing me talking about the products. It then I had to take on um, our a business partner and uh, our operating officer, Aaron, who's still with us today. And Aaron's point, our main first two years in the business were to get us EU certified because of Caroline, we had a huge interest in the UK and the EU. And we knew that that was sort of not our answer to, it was part of the answer to growing and to growth and to big expansion. And so through 
basically two years, Aaron went through the regulatory process of getting all of our products and all the labeling and all every tested everything, which was a huge task. And then with Caroline's help, we were directed to and went to Colt Beauty. We found it, we felt it was the perfect retailer to launch with in the UK. They were also shipping globally. And the timing for that, this was all happening in July, 2019. The timing for that was, hey, let's launch your brand in like January, February, 2020. Great. Um, And so leading up to that, uh, obviously it seemed fine. We went to London and people were like, aren't you scared? There's this thing called COVID going around. I was like, oh no, it's fine. And it was fine at the time. It was early February. So it was scary, but things still were what they were. And then we launched at Cult Beauty in early February 2020, which was still to this day our biggest retailer launch, our biggest launch outside of a new product. Um, we had a huge dinner with beauty influencers and Caroline hosted it and the Cult Beauty team. And it was amazing. Cut to a month later. Uh, and the world shut down. However, I was scared. The first few weeks, we were really scared because we felt like, oh my God, we'd put all this time, energy, and money into this. We've done this. What the hell is going to happen? The one thing we didn't know was naively with what we had done previously and also with taking Colt Beauty on, which is an e-commerce beauty retailer, was we were actually set up for the pandemic. Total just luck. We had not at that point, we didn't have a small spa program. We didn't have any other retailers. We were direct from our warehouse in Iowa. And then we were with a big e-commerce beauty retailer in Cold Beauty. So people then at the time were at home shopping online and where other brands had to scramble and pull out of retailers and retailers were returning merchandise. And they were trying to build this connection with the customer direct that they hadn't done because they'd done another, which is a totally great way to build a business. So luckily for us, once the, I won't say the dust settled, the dust certainly didn't settle, obviously for a while, it still hasn't really from COVID, but those initial two, three weeks where people didn't really know what was going on was scary. But after that, our business just started to grow mainly because, A, we had a great product, but we were also set up to handle everything that was coming our way. I had already been doing my lives on Instagram and connecting with customers and already posting regularly on YouTube and we had our warehouses and we had cold beauty and it it just really was, um, I mean, it was a terrible time, obviously, but it was for us a really great time to dig our heels in and grow the brand, which is what we did. That's amazing. Um, Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, and then part of just a little snippet of my husband coming on as the CMO for us, uh, was he was also a professional ballet dancer. That's how I met him. He had planned a year and a half prior that he was going to retire from the ballet in June 2020. We had always wanted to get back to New York. So part of our plan a year and a half prior was to move to New York in June 2020. So we kept good on that promise. We just didn't do it in the way we thought we would. Obviously, Seattle was the first epicenter of the pandemic. Then New York really, truly became the epicenter. We pushed the move back a little bit to September 2020. But we moved across the country with a cat, a senior cat. And uh, it was actually really interesting. It was a lovely time because the planes were, nobody was on a flight. It was very, it was very odd to talk about. Um, But he retired in June. He thought he was maybe going to get a final show because everything was so back and forth with the pandemic. 
we'd always talked about working together. It was another thing that was not part of the plan initially. He was going to come here. He had an arts management degree that he got simultaneously while dancing. We thought he was going to work it in the ballet administrative staff here. We needed somebody in marketing. So it was sort of another serendipitous moment for us. I also believe in those things when there's sort of least effort and it's it's easy and it's working and it's we're not going against the grain. And he knew he was concerned about the lack of marketing experience he had, but certainly what he made up for was he knew the products like the back of his hand. He's been watching me develop them over the years and hearing me talk about them. So he definitely had a strength that he was obviously not accounting for. Uh, and then he started working uh, yeah, for the brand in August, 2020. And we actually somehow make it work. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> yes. Um, I remember when I first heard of your brand, um, I don't know, seven years ago or five years ago, six years ago. And the first thing that caught my eye was um, I'm holding up one of your products right now. And anyone listening, head on over to jordansamuelskin.com to check out these incredibly sexy black and white products. They're like showbiz on a um on a label. And you know, I come very much come from this world of theater, then beauty, and I was like, oh my God, this is like the perfect design for me. This would look so good anywhere. Um, and that was initially what caused me to reach out. But one thing I wanted to say to you is that, um, you know, you and your team has have always been so um, interested in working with me and so open-minded and kind when nobody, when I was just starting. And so I've always appreciated that. Um, you and Elizabeth and everyone else who I've, you know, crossed paths with have just been so um, eager and willing and kind. And that's another reason I wanted to have you on on this show. But um, talk a little bit about your product, um, your product um, philosophy, because one thing that I love about your products is that no matter what is going on with my skin, no matter what, you know, crazy exfoliant or high powered retinol or laser, whatever, your products effortlessly go along with all of that stuff. Anything that's going on, your products are a non-controversial, safe and effective choice to, um, to go with everything that's going on in my skin. And that's why I go back to it so many times over the years. Well, thank so just, you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Somebody also just wrote me a, a kind message and said we were the safe space in skincare. So mirroring what you said, and I love that. And I'm very flattered by that. But the creation from the brand obviously came from me in the treatment room and being hands-on with skin and seeing what was going on with people's skin, if there were common occurrences and over-exfoliation or over... And there was, of course, common occurrences, and I saw that across the board. Um, but then also just confusion with people and with their skincare. So the basis for the line, and if I were to sum up our line in a nutshell, is we'd like to talk about our products, um, your elevated essentials, your like taking really beautiful cleanser, taking a really beautiful moisturizer, just elevating it. The packaging, the texture, the feel, the ingredients, 
the quality and quantity of the ingredients. Um, I want them to work seamlessly for people, whether they are looking for results and whether that result is they want a smooth, glowy finish, whether they want their pores to be more refined, whether they want to help even their tone, whether they want to be hydrated and plump and juicy, or whether they have come off of laser treatment or have overdone their tretinoin, the retin-A, or maybe they haven't overdone it, but they're just getting used to it and dealing with side effects. So I wanted the products to be able to work for many people as these elevated essentials um, and just feel good using them. It feels nice using them. You're not breaking the bank uh, using them and you get a result. And it's also just respecting the skin the way it is. I don't want to ever come out with an exfoliant that can potentially, you know, give people two steps forward, two steps back, or one step back where they're having to then go and put on their barrier repair cream or their serums or the other things. I just want to respect skin for what it is. Still using those great ingredients, alpha hydroxy acids, retinols, antioxidants, peptides, but doing it in a way where people don't find themselves in the struggle of having to get on something, get off something. And so it, I really appreciate you saying that you you go back to it because that's something we try to impress upon our customer is that I, I always know they'll come back. Even if they stray, they'll come back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, speaking of overdoing it, I had this horrible like periorbal, perioral dermatitis thing I was dealing with a couple months ago. And this moisture recovery cream, which is now basically empty was my savior. Um, you've got this hydrate facial serum, which I've been obsessed with ever since I first tried it. You just reformulated it. So that's exciting. But this is like, it's something that I want to um, cover my entire body. And you can use it after you shave as like an aftershave. You can put it literally everywhere on your body. It's so gentle. Um, it's like chock full of like aloe, cucumber, hyaluronic acid. It is um, a savior. And you were talking about exfoliants. And I just have to say your mandelic acid mask um, is amazing. It's done wonders for like this T-zone area that I sometimes struggle with. Um, but the other thing that you've come up with that I think is really novel and exciting is you have this idea that you can choreograph your own skincare routine. And so what you're saying to people is, no, you don't need to buy this extra mask. You can just mix our cleanser with a little bit of serum and put it here and you've got a mask. And I love that you send people all of these options. You have them online, you have them on you know, Instagram, all of these options on ways that you can mix your products together to achieve different different results. And that I think is something that's so different and fun and exciting about your brand. Thank you. And yes, we, I do always say, know the rules to break the rules. So I think there's a time and a place for the three-step routine and you're knowing your cleanse, your serum, your moisturizer, your cleanse, your tone, whatever it is for you, or just your cleanse and moisturizer. Uh, but the choreographing your own skincare routine came from the fact where I saw with a lot of people that was just getting them by. It wasn't getting them to the next level of the result they were looking for, or it just, there wasn't enough nuance in there, which that skin, like if say you have dry skin and I have dry skin, our dry skins, depending on our age, environment, stress, et cetera, could all perform this uh, different way. They could all 
get on great with the same products or we like different products. I mean, it's very loaded and there's should be a ton of nuance discussed with that, which is sort of where the choreograph your own skincare routine came from. Obviously taking a nod from my ballet background, but also just the reality of everybody is unique and different and, and really truly needs to choreograph their own skincare routine. You have these great Tuesday talks that you do on Instagram and I, I think YouTube, they're really worth worth turning into. And and one that I saw recently was you were talking openly about how you started to formulate a sunscreen. And because of the um sort of antiquated filters that are approved for use here in the United States, it makes it makes bringing something new to the table really, really challenging and really kind of difficult. And what you said was essentially that you did not want to create a product just for the sake of creating a product. You want to bring something new to the table. So I don't know whether you have, you know, new products in the works that you're thinking of releasing this fall or, or beyond, but what is it that you think, what is it for you um, when you're like, aha, that's something new. This is a go. I don't want to say a gap in the market because I, I feel like everything has sort of been done or is out there, of course. So for me, it's formulating it in a way that's more elegant or it's more accessible or the price point is better, depending on what, what that is. Um, for instance, we are about to launch something in October of this year. Uh, it's our antioxidant treatment emulsion. And I'm somebody who's very topically sensitive to vitamin C specifically, and really only L-ascorbic acid in like 15, 20%. But that's what people use to brighten their skin, to help have a firmer, healthier, glowier skin. For me, I get very red, I get very irritated. And so I wanted to find not an alternative because there really isn't an you know, exact alternative, but a solution for somebody who wanted that antioxidant protection to help brighten their skin, to help even their tone without that ingredient. Uh, so that is sort of a, a good example of where I'm realizing there's this popular ingredient. Not everybody can get on with it. There's not many options out there in this other category. And if they are, they don't perform as well as, or to my liking for what I would like to see in a result in skin. And then that is sort of how the product comes to be. Something else I look for is always price with something. If we can do something that's really similar to a spectacular thing on the market, but we can do it, not a dupe. It's never a dupe. I never, I try to actually keep my horse, horse blinders on and not take from other, but it's simple as like a bomb cleanser and a bomb cleanser, right? I'm not taking the ingredients, but just that category. And if we can make it either more affordable or more accessible or whatever it is, just trying to uh, bring out a more competitively priced product while still having a beautiful, luxurious experience. And that was sort of how I felt with the SPF was two things. A, there's only certain filters in the US. So if there was a difference in our formula, it would be by a half of 1% of a filter. So it's not, that's not going to change. And separately, we are a small brand. So we can't even compete with volume to create a price break on an SPF, which of all the products out there, I feel like SPF should have a price break. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back with Jordan Samuel Pachitti. Looking for more? Discover culture, videos, out and about photos, and more. Just log on and click edgemedianetwork.com. 
Welcome back to the Edge Podcast. This is Chris Ellers, and I am here with founder and CEO of Jordan Samuel Skin, Jordan Samuel Pachitti. Jordan, welcome back. Um, as we wind this up, I um I want to ask you, um, you know, as someone who creates skincare, I would assume that it's important for you to um stay up to date with what's out there on the market and using things that are not your own products and just seeing what, you know, what is out there. Um, if you can name one product that you do not make, that you are so impressed with that you wish it were your product, what would it be? I always answer this the same way. It is actually, and the name has changed, but it's, I've used it since it first came out. It's Kate Somerville. It used to be called deep tissue repair. It is now called peptide K8. And it's a moisturizer that, again, for me, somebody who's sensitive, I love my vitamin A. I love my alpha hydroxy acids. I can't always use them. So I do frequently look towards peptides. And it just is like the perfect weighted cream. Some people can use it as a serum. Some people use it as a moisturizer. I use it sort of as both. It smells really nice. And I know smell can be, some people can be very finicky with smell and, and my skin can be very finicky with fragrance as well, but it just is one product that works so well for me. It's pricey, but like, I just love everything about it. I'll have to try it. I've not tried that one. <laughs> um, another thing it's end of August to September, um, falls coming. A lot of people don't realize that they should actually tweak their skincare routine a little bit when the air gets less humid, the cold wind starts to blow in. If you could give listeners one thing to do for their skin as the weather gets colder, what would it be? Ooh, one thing. One. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to actually say, because this will be not easy, but add a humidifier. Because you can do everything you want to your skin topically. You can use a richer moisturizer. You can change your cleanser. But if your bedroom air is still bone dry, depending on where you are in the world, it's just going to suck everything out. So adding a humidifier into your bedroom will at least keep your beauty sleep actually as beauty sleep. I agree. I, I started using one about a year ago. And you don't notice it right away. But I would say a few months in, when I slept somewhere else, I was like, what is wrong with my face? It felt dry. It didn't look good. Uh, and I was so excited to get home to my humidifier. I never thought I would say that. <laughs> so the last thing I want to ask you um, is that obviously I think a lot of this has to do with TikTok, but there has been a boom in um trends and um misinformation but and good information um about all things skincare ever since tiktok really took off like three years ago during the pandemic um but there's a lot of you know it's hard to know what is um real and what is someone who's you know who's 22 and has perfect skin and they could be putting gasoline on it every night and they would still look beautiful you know I want you, I'm going to name um, a handful of either um, trendy or controversial brands or, or um, you know, devices, products, things like that. And I want you to give me your reaction in one word. 
<laughs> We're going to start easy, okay? Uh, microcurrent. Yay. <laughs> Collagen powder. Maybe. Maybe. I'm going to break my own rule and ask you to elaborate. So it's something I've actually never taken, but recently there's been a lot of discussion on, and it seems to be that there's more encouraging results coming out. The confusion, I think, is that people hear collagen and assume collagen, but things that, are, that it's going to do is going to be, you know, hydration levels, things like that, which is still great and beneficial to the skin. So maybe because they can be pricey, it's not going to be your skin savior, but it's not a, it's not a strict no, I would say. It's just, there is that fine line of people getting confused. Even when it's in a moisturizer, it's too big of a molecule to do anything. It has some nice hydrating qualities. Um, but I think it's more just the name really gets at people and they think collagen, they, it's not doing that. It, there's, it's not getting to where it needs to be to produce collagen in your skin, but hydration, things like that. So maybe I, I'm, I'm going to stick with maybe. <laughs> I like that. Um, La Mer. Um, one word. God. Uh, mm, uh, expensive. That doesn't nice. explain anything. So I'll just <laughs> well, I know you don't want to be too shady. Um, <laughs> um, Dr. Barbara Sturm. Pass. Okay. Beauty gummies. Okay, wait, I have a question. Is that like just the... Because we take like sleep gummies, like melatonin, like that. Is that what you're talking about? Or No, I'm talking about, you know, gummies that will restore your glow, gummies that uh, will um, help with your hyperpigmentation, gummies yeah. with... Yeah. No, pass. Agree. Augustinus Bader. One word is hard. Um... texture again I'm, I'm doing things that leave it up to the imagination yep all right <laughs> lastly at home led yes big yes yes agree well thank you for humoring me and playing along <laughs> sorry to put you on the spot like that one word is hard <laughs> it's very hard um jordan thank you so much for doing this i i really really appreciate it um Everyone out there, please go to jordansamuelskin.com, check out the products, follow him on Instagram, tune into those Tuesday talks. You will not be sorry. Thank you so much, Jordan. And everyone, we'll see you next time. This has been the Edge Podcast with your host, Chris Ellers. Find us online 24-7 at edgemedianetwork.com. 